Great. Welcome back to Menace Podman. Um, I am Scott Keller along with Steve St. Pierre. We are at week 13 of the NBA season. Uh, another week has passed, and I am excited to be talking hoops again with you. Likewise, my friend. Let's get it going. Sounds good. Um, let's see. Today, we'll just do, as we usually do, a quick little recap, You know, a little bit of news, talk about some stellar performances we saw around the NBA. Um, and then I think the majority of this podcast will be surrounding the injury bug that, that hit the NBA. Uh, seems to happen a lot this at this time of year. Almost too many to name. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going to do it. No, it is it is an endless list. So we'll take a look at those. Um, I think we can also take a look at people who have actually made some returns or looking close to come back as well. Absolutely. Um, We've got a couple of them. Yeah. But also, before we jump into that real quick, just wanted to mention, everybody, if you listen, you probably started noticing the uh, little brief mini pods, the betting mini pods. They're only like 10 to 15 minutes, pretty short. You can listen to them, you know, on your way home or on a quick drive out to the supermarket, whatever you, whatever you feel like, got some time. And you've been doing fantastic with them so far, so. Cool. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I hope they're good. I think the... Uh, they're actually coming away, making me some money too. So that's the fun part. Um, yeah. The, you know, the information so yeah. that you're giving out, you know, people should be listening and uh, taking full advantage of this. Well, yeah, we just kind of felt it was a little, it was a little difficult to do the, the betting thing on a weekly basis, a little too general. So we figured to keep it nice and fresh and both the market can continue to do the weekly, you know, general NBA, super fantasy focused menace podman podcast as usual and so scott just, you and i have both talked about how we want to ultimately expand this but just as a whole we want to even the fantasy side of things we want to get to where we're recording more than once a week so hopefully you know um once our schedules align even better um we can grow this thing to where we're multiple times a week we're on here exactly together Yep. Yep. Keep it as fresh as possible. Also, um, I did add, or we added, uh, at Menace Podman is on Twitter now. So you can follow us. You can send us little messages on there too. And I also, also kind of update the daily picks as well. Like as the evening goes on, if there's a pick that I made on there and it's pretty much obsolete, I try to put, throw a little update out there on Twitter in the evening. So yes, sir. That's all the housekeeping. (laughs) All right. I don't know where you want to start, but, um, I guess we'll start just some crazy stuff we saw, some good stuff we saw. I think one thing um, that I liked a lot, jeez, uh, where am I going? Oh, Laurie Markkinen. It was probably what last th- Thursday on the 5th. Um, he had 49, so I think that was the highest that we've had since the whole 71 craziness. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he's been awesome. He's been a great player all year. He's been just an absolute steal. I was actually relatively high on marketing coming into this season because he had a really good year last year with Cleveland and then he got traded to Utah and Utah, you know, coming into the season, we all thought they were going to be completely tanking. Um, you know, they kind of gutted their roster. They traded away Mitchell, they traded away Gobert, they traded away Bogdanovich. And so we all just kind of thought, okay, this team's tanking. They're, you know, trying to get into the Victor Wembanyama sweepstakes, but here they are being super competitive and it's, all because of this guy, Lori Markkinen. He's just, you know, he's having an absolute career season. And yeah, man, he's just been putting up points like a like a monster. Yep, I see the points. I see the rebounds like crazy. I think he was what top top ten fantasy player over the last month. If 
If I got that right. On the he season, is, uh... he's in the top 10 in terms of total numbers. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah, and it's not even close. And, um, you know, you talk about last year being on Cleveland. He had a revenge game January 10th, his last game. Uh, 25 points, 16 boards, uh, a steal, a three. Played almost 40 minutes. Dude's just been a monster. Yep. No, he's been great. Is this the guy I was actually going to mention a couple sell high guys? Is this the guy you look at selling high, or you think he he stays up there rest of the I, year? If I if I have him in any league, I'm just keeping him and I'm just rocking and rolling with him. Especially with the fact that Utah is being competitive this year, they're trying to get into the playoffs or at least the play in. Um, you got to think he's going to be good to go. He's been super durable. He hasn't missed games, and um, you know I think the game that you were specifically mentioning. Um, I'm looking at January 5th against Houston, where he scored 49 points, hit six triples. I mean, this guy, he can play, you know, anywhere on the front court. I think uh, most fantasy websites have him listed as small forward, power forward. So he's got, you know, multiple position eligibility. I didn't realize today how much free throws, how how many times he gets to the line. Yeah, I I mean, he's there looking at his log. And it again, it helps that like he's their main guy. He's their main focal point. So he's going to have the ball in his hands a ton. He's going to have the usage. And yeah, he's going to get to the foul line. He's a great shooter. Um, Yeah, just sky's the limit. And I don't think I would sell high on him because like whoever you're going to get for him, you know, is going to have any kind of risks that you could argue Lori Markinen has, you know, it, it's just, yeah. you know, he could, he could fall off a little bit or he could get injured, but you could say that about anybody. So if I have him, I'm just happy, you know, you probably got him for a great value. I'm sure he was being drafted like probably, I don't know, nineties, something like that. 80, 90 range. And he's way outperforming that Mark. So yeah, anything you get from him from this point forward is just icing on the cake. And then another guy I noticed over the last week, just killing it the last week, Jalen Brunson has been absolutely on fire. He just keeps setting career high after career high numbers. Yeah, yeah, we talked about him last week. He um, came back from injury and basically hasn't skipped a beat at all. And, yep. you know, he had um, – yeah, basically, his point totals since he's come back, he's played five games, 24 points, 38 points, 26 points, 44 points, 34 points. Um, he's averaging basically 40 minutes a game. And like we said, basically just acting as if he's yeah. not missed any time. I thought it was really he's interesting was, I think that was Wednesday night's game, I believe. Uh, RJ Barrett return had like 27 points and still – Yes, that, that more or less came took it from uh, Randall. Randall dropped off as far as points, but uh, Brunson was still up. What thirty eight point or I can't even remember thirty six. Yeah, out there. But yeah, um, he had thirty four points, um, three triples, played forty two minutes. That was a win against the Pacers. And that same game, um, like you mentioned, Barrett came back. He had twenty seven points, eight boards, four triples, and played forty one minutes. So Tom Thibodeau, he uh, just isn't afraid to play his guys. As soon as they come back, all right, you're back in the lineup and you're playing the entire game. Here you go. Um, unless your name is Cam Reddish. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so no, he was great. And then uh, well, Cam Reddish, the only reason he was even playing in the first place was because of their other injuries. Exactly. So as soon as their regular starters were back, he was like, see you later. 
yeah, Cam Reddish is a whole interest. I think he's a decent player, but I guess I don't know much about him. And he just, he's just a guy yeah. that needs to get on a team that will actually utilize him. You know, yep. he's a, he's been on two teams now where they basically just put yeah. him off to the side and just said, wait your turn. And yeah. I thought once he got out of Atlanta, I was like, okay, this is it. This is it. This is well, his yeah, time. And especially and with the happen. Knicks. I mean, they're not very deep. They could use, you know, the, just the, the, the punch off the bench but they just haven't utilized him. So I do think he's going to probably get moved. He might get moved hopefully in the next month here before the trade deadline. Yep. But we'll see if not, you know, I'm sure he'll wind up moving on at some point. So exactly. And then I guess lastly, the big one to cover for me was I like Jokic obviously is the number one uh, guy looking for MVP between him and Doncic, I think are the top two candidates for MVP again. Um, yep. But what surprised me Wednesday, the 11th, I, I took, uh, if you heard on the, the pick spot, I took Jokic under his his total. I think it was like under 48 and a half yeah. or something like that. And I go against the Suns. There's no way he's going to meet this because they're going to blow out the Suns. He's only going to play three quarters. He's not going to make it. So what does he do? He plays three quarters. <laughs> he scores 21, has like, what was it, 18 rebounds, nine assists. And yep. he, he surpassed that number in, what was it, 28 minutes or something? 28 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's just ridiculous. I'm like, how the heck did that happen? So. Just a machine. I'm a speech. Might not even be human anymore. He just might be a machine. He, he, he sometimes does look like a machine. So, <laughs> whoever created fantasy basketball may have just created him. They did <laughs> the ultimate yeah. cheat cheat code. But yeah, those are my big guys. My big surprises over not surprises, but sweet uh, yeah. things to see. There's other guys too: Sabonis, Zach Levine, Kawhi Leonard's come back a little bit with Paul George gone, and then. Also on Wednesday, Jakob Pertle had five uh, five blocks, and I love my blocks. So, <laughs> yeah, no, Pertle's a beast. He's uh, another one of those guys. We talked about how much um, shot blocks are. You know, they weight the um, ranks, and yep. that's huge. Yeah, you just you got to have shot blocking, and that's what you know. That's where Pertle most of Pertle's value comes from is his ability to block shots. So. Yeah. So how about you? What you like this um, last week? In terms of the news, I think we have to start with Kevin Durant. And yep. there's a lot of injuries. Um, let's just break them all down. But the big one for sure was Kevin Durant. He's got a right MCL sprain. He's going to be out about a month. And um, that sucks, man. It absolutely sucks for, you know, Brooklyn Nets. They are right up there trying to fight for that top spot. They are currently sitting in number two, uh, yep. just a half game ahead of Milwaukee Bucks. And as far as... Um, just you know what they're going to do without him it's just going to have to be a total team effort guys are just going to have to step up and we talked about it um i think it was our last pod um either last one or the one before that we had mentioned that if anything happens to durant or kyrie irving that some of these other guys are going to have to step up and i know we specifically mentioned uh both royce o'neill and your guy tj warren Yep. And um, I'm actually really high on TJ Warren too. And I think now's the time we'll get to specific ads and stuff, but I think both of those guys specifically Royce O'Neal, TJ Warren, if they're sitting out there in any league, they're definitely worth picking up at least for, um, you know, the, the, the first couple of games here that we see them without KD and just kind of see how the minutes are spread out and see how the production spread. So. Yeah, it was super interesting timing too with the, with the, of his injury because they didn't, what they had four days off you know, yeah. before the event played again. So it's like, I was, I was sitting there looking at my team. I was like, oh man, do I want to pick some guys up? Well, I have Durant on my team specifically. So I wanted to fill a spot, but I was mm -hmm. like, do I fill it yet? Do I wait? And I'm like, I'm just going to wait until they actually play again. But I'm in a deeper league and I, 
thought about trying to wait, but I was like, I'm not going to wait. I'm going to sit on Royce O'Neal. I mean, he's been playing so many minutes. And like I said, it's a deeper league. So again, like any of those guys that are, that are hovering around the 40 minute mark, you have to pick those guys up. They're just, you know, with that kind of playing time, they're bound to just get stats and it might not, you know, they might not be eye popping, but you know, in 40 minutes, you're going to get, you know, a good amount of rebounds. You're going to have chances for steals, blocks, obviously points. So yeah, yeah, I did see on Thursday, it looked like they put uh, Joe Harris to start in his place, I believe. So and Harris I, could have some value, especially if you need threes. Um, I would yep. I would deem him as more of like a streamer for if you're specifically looking for threes. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah. I mean, so many opportunities across the board on that team. And uh, Kyrie's going to have to step up. We'll see how he's going to do here. Uh, huge opportunity for Ben Simmons. This is kind of like make or break time. You know, this is where, you know, he's been back now. He's had this whole time to get healthy, get mentally prepared and here we go. Now he's going to have a big role. He's still basically their point guard. He's their main ball handler. He's their main setup guy. So this is his time to shine. Hopefully get a little bit um, more confident in his offensive game and maybe start scoring a little bit more. Um, but everybody across the board is going to have to step up on that team. Yeah. And it, as you mentioned, uh, they were at the top right now, the number two spot half game above Milwaukee I actually I don't I'm not that confident that they will stay in the top six by the time uh uh Kevin Durant returns yeah it's gonna be tough I mean you know Philly Cleveland they're both just uh what a game and a half back from Milwaukee correct so they're right there I don't know that I see them falling below like maybe six I don't know it's kind of hard to say New York they're like we like we just said New York's getting their guys back now so if they and go yeah. on a little bit of a run. And I guess um, the, the team currently, as we record at the number seven spot, <laughs> is not in the same spot they were um, <laughs> earlier this week. Indiana Pacers, and that's a perfect segue because the next guy I was going to bring up was Tyrese Halliburton. Yes. They uh, just announced today he's going to be reevaluated in two weeks because he has both a sprained left elbow and left knee contusion. So that really, really sucks. It really, really sucks for me because I'm a big Halliburton guy. I have him uh, in multiple leagues. He's He was one of my like top targets this year. So luckily, it's only two weeks. Hopefully, that's all the time that he'll need to recover. He's a young guy. Uh, that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to draft him is because you know younger players have a tendency to bounce back a lot quicker from injuries. So um, he's been super durable all year. He's been the absolute man for that team. He is the main reason why they're even in the playoff race right now. Yep. And um, here's to hoping that he comes back quick. Yeah, I I know we did see some effects last. What was that last Wednesday after he went out? Buddy Heald just took off. Yeah, <laughs> and he's been an absolute stud. He's been yep. really really good. Huge bounce back year for him. And a lot of other guys in that backcourt specifically are going to need to step up. I've got um, kind of a list of guys, just, you know, Andrew uh, Nemard, Nemard, Aaron Neesmith, TJ McConnell, all of those guys are options either as like immediate pickups right now, or just as, you know, potential streamers for, you know, on days when the Pacers are playing and you need some extra guard depth on your team. Exactly. Or like DFS, also- obviously. Yeah, and then also surrounding uh, – well, actually, I thought it was interesting. There was actually just an article. I think it was on 
maybe it was on ESPN or something. They were just talking about the, you know, the Sabonis and the Sacramento, Indiana trade and who was winning it and saying how each team was, you know, flourishing with, with their new yeah, guys. And like we they talked were good about fits. it too. And it, and literally the article came out probably a day or two before Halliburton got hurt. <laughs> it was very, <laughs> a little, little ironic, but yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Sabonis, that man's on fire. He is, he's, he's he is amazing. He's been great. Um, Next bit of news I wanted to touch on was Carl Anthony Towns. He's been out. He's had a right calf strain. They announced that he's still going to be out. He's going to miss multiple weeks still. So anybody with him sitting on an IL, you're just going to have to be patient and hope that he comes back here for the fantasy playoffs. Cause um, you know, he was doing really well before he got hurt and we know, you know, he's been a top fantasy asset when he's been healthy. So, um, you know, you just got to kind of stay patient and hold out hope that he can come back here. And um, another guy who's going to be out until at least late February is going to be Devin Vassell on the Spurs. Yep. He had left knee surgery. So unfortunately they're shutting him down for a little while. He's a younger guy. Hopefully he can recover quicker, but you know, the Spurs aren't going anywhere. They suck. They're going to take their time. Bringing him I was going to say, I feel like, yeah, I feel like we might not even see him at the end of the season if they're in, in some tank mode, if you will. Which, but Which also screws me because Vassell was another one of my guys. I've got him in multiple leagues. He was a huge target for me in the mid rounds and um, he's been great. He's been the one guy on the Spurs um, who I actually trust. I don't really trust anybody else on that team. I mean, we mentioned Pirtle. Um, but he does what he does. You know, he's not going to really do more than what he's already been doing. Um, you know, other than that, there's not a whole lot there. I like Trey Jones, their point guard, but he's not ready to take on like a stud type of role. And the rest of those guys on their team, um, they're just all role players and they're all going to kind of take turns having good games and having decent games and having bad games. So I don't really like anybody on the Spurs as a pickup. I mean, if you want to stream any of them or use them in DFS on like lighter nights when the Spurs are playing and there's maybe like four other games or something like that, then fine. Yeah, maybe but add beyond a, that, I'm not touching anybody on their team. Yeah, add a Sohan for a night or something just to boost yep. some numbers if you're low somewhere. Yep. Um, I'm just going to kind of quick uh, keep ripping through this list here. Yeah, um, no, go for it. Yeah, we got Bradley Beal. We mentioned him last week. Um, he's still out with the left hamstring strain. He Actually, has. I was going to say, he's been cleared. Yeah, correct? he's resumed yep. basketball activities, okay. but he remains day-to-day. Um, he's going to miss uh, tomorrow's game, January 13th. He'll be out for that one. And so, yeah, he's going to be day-to-day. Hopefully, this might be the last game that he misses, but until further notice, you know, he's he's still day-to-day. So, you know, he's back practicing and stuff, so it shouldn't be too much longer. Uh, but he's out for at least one more. Um, also in the same boat is Chris Paul and his teammate, DeAndre Ayton. I'm just going to kind of bring them up together. Yep, yep. Um, CP has uh, right hip soreness, and DeAndre Ayton has a left ankle sprain. So those guys are both day-to-day. Neither of them have been ruled out like long-term or anything like that. It's just kind of a day-by-day basis. Um, but both of those guys are out as of right now. So Correct, and that's made uh, Mikel Bridges' value just go up even more. He was already yeah. a top 30 or something player. So. Yeah. Well, they also have, you know, Booker's out right now. Correct. Um, and we, we've talked about that, you know, kind of at length. We've talked about their team at length because there's really just – they're running out of bodies – 
and it's getting to be the point where you just, you know, pick up pretty much anybody who's left on the roster and use them as streamers at the very least. But um, yeah, Booker's been out and then Cam Johnson is still out. And he's a guy that like right now would probably be putting up some real good fantasy numbers, especially across nine categories, but um, he's out right now. So um, like you said, Bridges is kind of the last uh, starter standing at least. And then otherwise it's like all their different guards that they have. And then guys like Torrey Craig, um, Craig's been kind of hit or miss, um, but mostly he's been pretty solid. So he's a guy that I like yep. as a streamer. Yeah. And, no, he um, had, he had double digit rebounds, not too many games ago. Yeah. I remember when that know. was, but I think we yeah. talked about him in the past. I, I was always surprised how good of a rebounder he was. Yeah. January 10th against the Warriors, he had 14 rebounds. And um, even going back to January 6th against the Miami heat, he had nine. So he's definitely yeah. a guy that can just across the board, We've talked about him before. He hits threes, he gets steals, and sometimes blocks. Um, just a good, versatile guy and a guy that, like we said, because of all their injuries, he's going to be out there. He's going to be in their lineup. Um, the only problem with these guys is, um, you know, if they get blown out, they're probably going to just play everybody like 20 minutes, and then you're not going to get as much out of them. So you want to hope that they can somehow hang in there with these teams they're playing against so that their guys stay out there for like 30, 35 minutes. Yep. Um, which is a huge factor in the the betting game too it's it's just you got to pick games that you think won't be blowouts and then when they are you're just you're completely screwed on your stat totals and things like that so yeah for sure um let's keep it going here we got kyle lowry he is day-to-day moving (laughs) forward uh with left knee soreness um eric spolster their coach miami's um head coach he said that moving forward, Kyle Lowry will be day-to-day. I have no idea what the hell that means, but (laughs) you just got to keep checking the report, which, you know, anybody that has any Miami Heat players this season, you're used to doing that. Or if you're betting on any Miami Heat players, you're used to having to check to see every single day which of these guys is actually going to be out there. Yeah, I I don't even... Super annoying. I I can tell you, um, as of this podcast, I think the only guy I bet on as of for in Miami is Jimmy Butler. Cause he's been yeah. actually pro- producing at a, a steady clip here recently. He's been fairly Pro- durable for his standards, yep. you know, that's it, which is saying something Correct. cause he's a guy that's known to sit constantly. Exactly. So. And I, I had heard something last week on another podcast that, you know, he was still maybe having some knee issues and things. So he could be a guy that uh, he might be scratched tomorrow. So I, yeah, you, you can't even, it, I have no idea what to do. That Miami Heat, I try to stay away from. They're also the lowest lowest scoring team in the league, and there's no – you can tell why because <laughs> yeah. they don't have anybody in the lineup consistently. For sure. All right, this next one I'm going to bring up. Nobody likes injuries, but if you had to argue for anything positive out of an injury, it's going to be this specific one right here. Kelly Olenek, left ankle sprain, out at least a week, which means more time for our guy basically becoming a face of this podcast – Walker Kessler. There it is. He is going to be the starting center moving forward here until Lennox comes back. And so that's going to mean lots of shop locking and lots of potential other, you know, categories across the board. He's been kind of slow so far since getting back into the lineup, but you know, um, that upside, we've talked about it almost every episode. It's going to be there. 
fresh milk. Yeah, you can you can see uh, you can see it every week. You can see that number, that fantasy number, just go higher and higher. Not and higher. just the blocks, but the boards, and then there's always you know uh, potential been, scoring. You know, yeah, I, I think earlier this week, what he had, he had what six blocks in eight, 20 minutes or something crazy like that. Yeah, uh, twenty four minutes, I think. It was um, yeah, it was January eighth against against the Grizzlies. He played twenty three minutes. He had ten points, eleven rebounds, six blocks. Yeah, he he almost had a triple double with blocks. It was amazing. <laughs> he's always gonna he's always gonna you know catapult your field goal percentage because he's always around the rim, and you know he's a young guy, so he's gonna have a, you know an opportunity for growth. He's got upside for you know across the board. Even scoring could go up. You know once he uh, maximizes his shooting ability, you know, and, and steps out and starts hitting some jumpers and stuff like that. I mean, he can start scoring yeah. more. And once he's yeah, you know, you- getting double digit points. Coupled with all the other stats that we've, you know, rattled off about him, you know, it's just yeah. sky's the limit. So, yeah, no, I picked him up this year and I was like, man, like I picked him up in a, a keeper league and I was like, I wish I could give this guy like five years and just keep him forever. Like, yeah, it, I, he, I he should him. not be available right now, but if he is out there in any league, he's an immediate must add. He's as close to a must add right now as there is. Yeah. So. It's it's interesting because that's that's the guy we need to vote. We need everybody to vote to get Walker Kessler on the All Star team. <laughs> like I, yeah. I know we got we got guys like Austin Reeves like in the nine spot for guards. Like, come on, like that's yeah. ridiculous. Russell that's... Westbrook, like, come on, that's ridiculous. We need you know to what Walker you're Kessler right. It, in there. As crazy as it is to talk about Walker Kessler as an All Star. He's way more deserving than Austin Reeves. Are you kidding me? That's just stupid Laker, you know, stuff going on there. I could say worse words about that, but I won't. So yeah, no, no, nah, we could. You could get me going on the All Star game forever. I hate it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's just. But... It, I just don't care about it personally, and I, you know, I don't want to badmouth the product that we're podcasting about. But uh, you know, and I'm I'm as much in love with basketball as anybody I know, but um, I won't go near the all-star game. It's just, there's yeah, so much I, other I stuff would, going on that I care way more about. I would think the only cool thing about the all-star game is if it's where you live in your city or where you have season tickets and you're actually attending and you're actually going and you get to see all the stars in one spot. That's probably the only cool thing about it. But from a, that would be absolutely a, cool from the perspective of watching on television and even giving two craps about it. Yeah. Not, not interested. Well said. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll keep it going here. Um, Kevin Porter Jr. has a left foot contusion. Um, I am not sure yet on how much time he's going to miss. There hasn't, I haven't seen any report, um, you know, about a timetable or anything like that yet. So just kind of keep an eye on that. And if he is out, if he is going to miss um, any, you know, significant time, there are going to be all kinds of potential pickups in Houston just across the board. That's going to be like stream central. Yeah. And that should also increase the value of uh, a Jalen green and whatnot. I assume he'll be getting more opportunities to not that he doesn't take a lot of opportunities to shoot the ball, but uh, I assume the ball will be in his hands. more. Yeah. He'll handle the ball more, which means, you know, potential assists. I mean, he's going to probably kill you in turnovers, but um, you know, I mean, you kind of already know that anyways going in, but you know, I'm thinking about, a lot of their younger guys. Well, and Shangun too. Shangun will handle the ball more, which is awesome for him. Because I mean, more more assists from your center 
that's huge getting out of position stats but all of their young guys are going to have so they already have so much upside and if anybody misses time that's just going to increase it even more so guys like Javari Smith Jr. Tari Eason uh Jay Sean Tate KJ Martin all those guys yeah. Eric Gordon as long as he's still there he's going to be um, a guy that you can maybe stream, especially for like points and threes. Uh, but he's a guy that like, once we start talking about trades and stuff, when we get closer to the trade deadline, he's a guy that I'd like to see get moved. Cause I think he could help a veteran team that's trying to win now. And then that would also, like we said, free up more time for Houston to go to their young guys and unleash some of these guys a little bit. Yeah. You mentioned KJ Martin. I saw he just joined the actual, the uh, slam dunk competition <laughs> earlier this week. And so. that's cool. Um, that'll be fun to see. And that's something that, you know, uh, that's another event that's been kind of hit or miss, but I mean, there's no denying that that guy's got, you know, freak athleticism and yeah, that would I was be gonna very say, entertaining to watch. Yeah. I know they signed on him and they signed on uh Shaden sharp as well. So I kind of like when they get the young guys into the slam dunk competition. You get to yeah, for sure. learn especially, more about them and make a name for themselves. Yeah, especially guys that are like kind of on the bench right now, you know, not really playing as much. This is their kind of time to shine. And then, yeah, like you said, it just kind of puts them in the spotlight. So Yeah, like, like Zach Levine. I didn't know much about Zach Levine until he just crushed that slam dunk competition yep, a few years ago. Kinda, so. Yep, and then he just kind of broke out from there. So Yeah, so pretty cool. Um, got some you, – you had mentioned um, – you know, a few guys returning. So this is kind of the returning portion of the news here. So this is good. A little bit more uh, positivity. Well, if I, got it, I should add one more that's out and that's DeMar DeRozan too. It looks like yeah, he's, he's um, got some he's, time. Yeah. He's day to day right now. Um, and I do have a list of day to day people that I'll kind of just read. Gotcha. Off. All but, right. I'm ahead um, of you. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Colin Sexton is returning uh, January 13th. So that's tomorrow. He's coming back from a right hamstring injury. We mentioned him last week. He's been out for about a week. So, uh, coming back right on time. So that again, we talked about Utah and how they're competing and he's just another weapon for them. He'll help them. And, um, that'll be good to get him back in the lineup. We already mentioned RJ Barrett. We mentioned his stat line when he returned January yep. 11th. And, um, that's good to see that helps the Knicks. Here's a guy that we haven't seen in a while, uh, Ricky Rubio. He's <laughs> yeah. on the Cavs, and he had left ACL surgery, but he is targeting a return January 12th, tonight. So uh, we'll see if he comes back and plays. you got to think if he comes back, he's going to be extremely limited. He's not playing back-to-backs. And with all their guard depth, they're not going to play him probably more than like a dozen, maybe 15 minutes a game unless they yeah. have some kind of injury. But I mean, if there's any kind of injury, like if Garland gets hurt again, or if Donovan Mitchell misses any time, um, you know, they still have guys like Karis Levert, you know, who are going to be, Correct. you know, yep. primary ball handlers. But, you know, as long as Rubio's on the roster, they're good. They'll use them here and there. So he's just a guy to kind of, you know, especially if you're looking for like assists and steals, you know, if you want to use him as a streamer or something like that, you can. I don't really yeah, I consider him much of a fantasy asset at this point in his career, but you never know. I was going to say, I assume many of the many people probably already have him on a roster and just have him sitting in an IL spot, some people. So yeah, I, maybe. I assume you're just dropping him because he can't make any moves with him there. So Exactly. I, I, I'm looking at him as just more of a guy to just kind of watch for if there's if there are any injuries or if they make a trade or two or something like that. But I, you got to think with Cleveland, the way that they're positioned and stuff, they're just going to – you know, look at him as just, uh, you know, hey, the rich get richer kind of thing. It just, 
use him when you can, where you can, but you know, don't overuse him and risk yeah. him getting hurt again, especially at his yeah. age and you know where he's at in his career. Exactly. I'm um, actually, I keep I keep getting higher and higher on Cleveland every as the every day goes by. Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't know what it team. is. There's there's just something defensively about them that I really like. They so just that, they're turning that corner, you know, and they're becoming. You know, we talked about it last time. How you know everything's kind of open right now, and they might not be a a, a true contender yet for the title, but you can see that they're 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 rising above that. You know group of like the mid-tier teams in the east and they're getting towards that upper tier you know they're they're right up there with boston and milwaukee and you know all those other teams so yeah man it's going to be fun to watch it'll be a really good um competitive stretch here you know towards the playoffs and then the actual playoffs are going to be extremely entertaining extremely competitive and we'll definitely be talking about that yeah um, i love last... i love mobley i love mobley he looks great and then whenever mobley or jared uh jared allen are out uh kevin love is just filling in their spots and he's doing a great job so. yeah and he's been fun to watch too it's cool to see like he's got a very fantasy friendly game even at his age you know he gets rebounds he hits threes he stretches the floor he really helps them and he's good in the locker room you know he's won with them before so they appreciate him and it's crazy how that all worked out you know they 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 kept him they gave him all that money and people are like, why are you keeping Kevin Love, but then you're getting rid of everybody else? This is kind of why. They brought in all these young guys and stuff, and they kept him for his leadership. And then, like we said, for the stuff that he's doing on the court. So it's cool to see. Yep, uh, yep. The last um, big news story that I had was Jonathan Isaac, and we mentioned him last time. Um, he's working his way back from injury. He's been out all year. He hasn't played you know, the last couple of years, really. But he came back and he played for the G League. He played for the Lakeland Magic, and he scored 15 points in 15 minutes. And I talked yeah, it's about funny this you say before. That, uh, when he when they announced he was coming back to you know play some games for him, I immediately went to the uh, the, the Motor City <laughs> crew schedule <laughs> to, to see if they were playing him anytime soon. And I think they had played them the game before he returned. If I oh man, that right. would have been sweet. I know. I was I was about ready to call you up and be like, "Hey, man, we got to do this." <laughs> but I mentioned this on the it. pod before, but I love Jonathan Isaac, especially in nine category fantasy. He is a stud. He gets all kinds of steals, blocks. He can hit threes. He handles the ball. He can obviously score. Um, he just does it all. He's the ultimate utility guy. He fits on any roster. So I am really high on him. The only thing that sucks about him, besides the fact that he hasn't been playing because of all these injuries and stuff, is uh, and we've talked about this, the Magic have a million guys in their front court. So yep. uh, they're a team that I am watching very closely here in the next month to see um, what, if any, trades get done and can maybe free some spots up, free up some minutes in that front court, kind of spread these out a little bit so some of these guys can get out there and stay out there. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, or Orlando is <laughs> hodgepodge of people. We know they did one thing right though with the number one pick. Um, ben Carroll looks great. So, yep, for sure. Um, so, like I said, there are a ton of guys that are listed as day to day right now. I'm just going to go ahead and read my list off. If we want to discuss any of these guys, we're welcome to, and we have talked about some of them already. Uh, but I'm just going to go right in order here. We've got Giannis Antetokounmpo. Chris Stapps, Porzingis, Paul George, Miles Turner, DeRozan, who you mentioned, DeMar DeRozan, Damian Lillard, Jalen Brown, Tyler Hero, 
Trey Young, Jarrett Allen, Kevin Herter, Kyle Anderson, Herb Jones, Aaron Neesmith, Isaiah Stewart, Jalen Duran, and Gordon Hayward. All day-to-day. Um, some of them have missed a few games. Um, some of them have only missed, like, one. But, uh, yeah, it, they're all just kind of being listed day-to-day. Just kind of keep an eye on them. Yeah, I did see um... – my only comment is I saw a little press conference uh Indiana and uh they were talking about Rick Carlisle was talking about Miles Turner and uh, I guess on Twitter it kind of came out that you know that he was he was getting traded or something that's why <laughs> that's why he was in the lineup or something he's like no he's just injured that's all so I don't think I they're going to was... trade him at this point you know there yeah. have been all kinds of rumors about him being traded but because they've been so good you know, we talked about it already. They're fighting for that. They're trying to get in the top six. They're tied right now with New York, you know, for that sixth spot. And they're trying to get there, you know, but at the very least, they're going to try to get into the play-in. And so, yeah, they're competing right now. I don't think they're going to be sellers. I think they're going to be buyers, if anything. Uh, we yep. mentioned it before. They, Even though Halliburton and Turner and Buddy Heald have been, you know, staples in their lineup, they've all been great. The rest of their lineup is kind of like hit or miss, and I think they need to, you know, build on those guys. So um, I think they're going to try to get one or two veteran type guys to throw in there and kind of even things out so that they can really make a, a solid stretch run here, you know, heading towards the postseason and kind of see yeah. where this team can, you know, how they but can yeah, maximize was, themselves. I, 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 yeah, it was nice, but Carlisle was just making that clear. He's like, yeah, no, <laughs> he's not going anywhere right now. Um, I That's think another good. guy you mentioned in there was Gordon Hayward, and he uh, he was what he was he he came back out of nowhere, and then uh, at that point, let's see, he opened he he left again, and then he opened up the door, and uh, PJ Washington has kind of like resurrected himself over the last couple of weeks. I've noticed getting yeah. those double digit points and whatnot. Yeah, he's looked really good lately. He's he he started off the season really slow, but he has picked it up big time. Um, he's, you know, I don't even see a game where he hasn't put up double digit points. And lately, I mean, he's been getting a lot of like twenty plus points, you know. And then he's hitting threes, he's getting steals, he's getting blocks. He's just across the board. He's yeah. been great. So he, he just under the radar for me. I didn't see him anywhere, and all of a sudden, I'm just I'm just starting to notice something. Well, he was him. real slow at the beginning January. of the year, and he's yep. and he's really picked it up. Yeah, really since you know December, you know, just been awesome, and it's been huge for them. I mean, they've been losing a lot of games still, um, but they they didn't have a lot of depth coming into the season, and now with their injuries and stuff, um, they've really needed him. You know, they're. They're still missing not only Hayward, but, you know, we talked about it before. Ubre's out. He's out long-term. So uh, they need all the help they can get. They need all hands on deck at this point. Uh, LaMelo Ball just recently came back. So he's been balling, no pun intended. Yes, yes he is. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they, they need all the help they can get. And um, so, yeah, it's good to see Washington, whoever has him, you know, good thing you held on to him or if you're able to trade for him, uh, kudos. He's He's working out right now. Yeah, no, I got the only thing I did was I got rid of Rozier. I was and, about to uh, say Rozier's been playing better too, and and he has, yes, he's he's picked it up. So yeah, they're scoring points, that's for sure. Um, they're still losing games though too. Yeah, they can't rebound. They don't play defense. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, yeah, is what it is. Uh, let's see. I don't think I have much else to 
touch on? I think we got, I think you got all the, yeah, we mentioned, everybody. yeah, we mentioned most of the ads too. Um, we can kind of get into some of the guys that I have listed here. Uh, we've talked about most of them though. Walker Kessler, like I said, he, he's not even really an ad at this point cause he should have already been owned. Um, uh, there, there it is. If he's out there though, anywhere, grab him, you know, and take advantage of those blocks and field goal percentage. And then anything else that he gives you on top of that. Um, we talked about the nets already, Royce O'Neal, TJ Warren, and then pretty much just the rest of their roster, you know, just keep an eye on them, see how they look, you know, without KD and act accordingly. Uh, same thing for the Pacers, you know, like I, like I mentioned, um, Nemhart, Neesmith, McConnell, any of their guards, but also, like you said, um, with Miles Turner missing, you know, pretty much their whole team, you know, all their big guys, you know, it's pretty much, you can pick any pacer right now pick any indiana pacer and plug them in there as a streamer or something and just you know um one guy that i've been high on i've mentioned him in the past is isaiah jackson he hasn't been playing much but when he gets out there i mean he's another guy kind of like kessler he just blocks shots he scores a lot down low and he's kind of a rim runner so he's a guy that like anytime he gets minutes he can help you at the center position so i like him they have all kinds of power forwards that they just kind of keep rotating in and out of their lineup. You know, guys like um, um, O'Shea Brissett. Yep. And, um, you know, they go small a lot, so they'll even use, like, Buddy Heald. Um, but one guy that I was relatively high on coming into the season was Jalen Smith. They had said before the year that he was going to be the starting power forward, and he was – but he got benched relatively early in the season because he just was so inconsistent. Um, but he's another guy that, like, if he gets minutes in the 20s, he's absolutely a fantasy option. So, And especially while Turner's out, all those guys are in play. Yeah, Indiana's interesting team to watch, that's for sure. And yeah. I watch a lot of them because I'm a big fan. <laughs> yep. And the last guy I wanted to mention, I, I briefly mentioned him uh, last week, but I kind of just mentioned him in passing, and now I want to like officially list him as an ad, and that's Dennis Schroeder. He's been just tearing it up, and we've seen him with LeBron in the lineup. We've seen him with LeBron out, and either way, he's just he's too good right now to leave on the wire. He's scoring um, just consistently double figures, you know, really like in the twenties, and he gets assists. Yeah, I would. I was going to say, I'd argue, well, obviously with LeBron now, he probably gets, you know, more touches and whatnot, but I just think he's a better player without LeBron in the lineup, which is weird to say. Yeah. But also like, he's just, he's been really good either way. And, you know, they've been winning using him. So you got to figure he's going to keep playing. He's going to keep getting numbers. So while he's hot, you got to absolutely ride him. He's been getting rebounds. He, he's a guy that can get steals. Um, He's not too bad on turnovers. I mean, he turns the ball over a little bit, but not too bad. Um, the biggest knock on him for me is his shooting. Um, can be hit or miss, you know, just. Yeah, I would say in his, his uh, what is it, his assists. I believe his assists are down a lot. He's usually always under under five per game and usually even lower. So he doesn't. Yeah, it's going to be on, it's going to be tough on that team for consistency really because of, you know, LeBron Westbrook and then um, Anthony Davis, whenever he comes back. But uh, for the time being though, Schroeder's just, he's hot right now. He's scoring, he's getting, you know, some rebounds, he's getting some steals, he's getting some assists. 
He's getting threes. You know, he's he's hot right now. He's getting a lot of minutes. His minutes are consistently in the 30s. As long as that's happening, you know, pick him up and ride him until the wheels fall off. Yeah, Lakers. The Lakers surprised me a lot because every game or every day, I think I know they're towards the the bottom of the Western Conference, and they're probably not getting much further because we always talk about those those bottom dweller teams that really aren't moving. Correct. But but they still they still keep on pulling out wins once in a while, and they that I don't expect. And they also they're they're still scoring. They're they're hitting overs like a lot as far as betting's concerned, and it's I I don't know, kind of surprised. It's kind of like. A, San Antonio, in a way, I, I just—they're not that good, but they keep yeah. scoring. Even uh, the other day, I think Wednesday against Memphis, they—they they pushed them to the limit. Like yep. they were right there with them as far as scoring. So, yeah, yeah, man, uh, I think that's all I got too. It's—it's uh, it's been a busy week, a lot of injuries, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of moving parts. But you know, it's still fun yeah. to watch. It's still fun to follow, and we're gonna still keep bringing the news and making sure our listeners are up to date on everything and uh, keep it going. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I just remembered one thing between podcasts. Um, Steph Curry did return. So he was actually still out on our last podcast and he came back early, earlier this week and had a, a good performance. And he scored like 24 points in his return on some limited time. Um, so, well, yeah, back. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't <laughs> mention that either. That's a good call. And I mean, I just, I guess it's just because, he just came back and looked like Steph. I mean, even he didn't shoot real well, but I mean, he still had five threes. He scored 24 yeah. points. You know, they lost to the Phoenix Suns. This was on January 10th, but I mean, yeah. he's going to be fine. He's going to be, you know, back to normal here. And uh, they actually got Andrew Wiggins back too. So they have their yep. full starting five um, back and ready to go hopefully you know the rest of the way you know knock on wood hopefully they don't have any other injuries and you know they can start heating up here and if you have any of those guys in season long you know just keep riding them and uh we'll see what happens yep and then just one other tidbit i had to mention i did see i think i saw this lad last podcast and neglected to mention it but uh bleacher report put out a full two-round 2023 nba uh, mock draft so if you love college basketball and the NBA draft probably as much as I do probably probably as much as we do I should say yeah. um it's just fun to to run through check it out I'm sure we'll have some more talk in the next coming weeks with trade deadline stuff approaching so we'll probably talk about that a little bit more in the next few podcasts and, yep uh, and then as soon as yep. the off season hits we'll be talking about that a lot exactly so a lot there yeah. are some big names out there in this upcoming draft so yeah, again, we got to thank you for listening to Menace Podman. Uh, we thank iTunes, Spotify, everybody for letting us get this podcast out there. Um, again, remember, you can go ahead and follow us on at Menace Podman, at Menace Podman on Twitter. Um, leave us a review anywhere. Leave us a message. Support our podcast any way you can. Um, we Yeah, we appreciate you listening. Thanks, Scott. Yep. Parliament.